1: Hey there, welcome back to the podcast Women in the Middle. I'm your host, Susie Rosenstein, and I am so glad to be here with you again for this week's episode, which is another interview in my series called Getting Real with Women in the Middle. Getting Real introduces you to real life women in the middle who have made a big, scary change and figured out how to love their midlife. Remember, the Women in the Middle podcast is super practical, authentic, and real. That's why I love the Getting Real series so much. Real women, real life. All right, let's get going. I am really excited to introduce you to this week's guest because her story is one that I know you'll really identify with. As women in the middle, have you struggled with the decision to keep coloring your gray hair? So many of my friends talk about this and are so sick of feeling chained to this expensive and time-consuming routine. Today's interview is with Perry Bender, a 53-year-old woman in the middle who couldn't take it anymore. She decided to stop dyeing her hair and let it go gray naturally. She's actually in the middle of letting it grow out now, and I can't wait for you to hear her take on the whole experience. Enjoy the interview. Hi, Perry. Thanks so much for joining us on Women in the Middle. Hey, Susie. Thanks for having me. I'm always looking for topics that are super relevant to women of our age. And wow, gray hair is one of those topics. It's another one of those things that so many of us do for ages. And then we wonder about why we're doing it. That's another reason I was so interested in talking about it, because it's a topic that really gets you to be more mindful and really zone in on your thoughts and feelings about all of it. Let's start by talking about how long you've been dyeing your hair.
0: I started dyeing my hair in my late 20s. And at first it was, you know, once every few months. But by the time I got to my 30s, I was doing it every month. And by my 40s, it was every three weeks at best.
1: Oh my God, when you first started coloring your hair, did it even occur to you that it would be something you'd be doing for decades?
0: No, of course not. You do it just because you're dealing with what you think is a problem. You don't think that far forward.
1: Did you have gray hair in those early days too, or did you just start coloring your hair
0: for fun? I started it for fun, but the grays started and I had patches of gray that were coming in, so it wasn't evenly distributed.
1: So on this podcast, we're all about midlife funk, and when you know something is off and gradually come to that realization that it's time to do something about it. Um, How do you think the whole gray hair thing played into your life now, that now was the time that you decided to do something
0: about it? So I thought about it for a very long time. Um, I actually tried to do it one other time when my kids were in middle school, and I only made it for the first six weeks when I finally gave up. But it's always been in the back of my head. Every time I would go to the salon to get my hair done, I would think, I hate doing this. I hate the chemicals. I hate the time. I hate the money. And you could feel the toxicity of it going into your, I hated everything about it. And I thought about it all the time. Well, do you remember back
1: when your kids were in middle school? So that was what, maybe 15 years ago or so? Why did you give it up? Like, what was the thought that you couldn't get out of your mind at that time?
0: So people's reactions to me doing it is what made me start doing it again after six weeks. At first, it was for some of the other moms in the playground. And you could tell they would sort of look and then look back at your regrowth. But ultimately, I had friends and other moms coming up to me saying, you know, what's going on? And finally, after about six weeks, my my husband said to me, uh, points to it and says, what's going on up there? Are you not going to be coloring your hair again? Getting the distinct message, by the way, that he wanted it back to being dyed. That was the message was that was what you do. You dye your hair because that's how you're going to look best. That's the message.
1: So you caved at that point and you went right back to the dye?
0: Yes, I completely caved and went back until one year ago now.
1: You know, the whole gray hair thing, it really is interesting. And so many people think that gray hair makes you look less attractive or that you're not taking care of yourself. And so when you were thinking about doing it again now a year ago, did that factor in at all for you?
0: I would say that was a smaller part of it. I was willing to do this experiment and see what it would look like and be willing to go through that. Yes, I thought maybe it will affect either getting a job or meeting a guy to date. Because certainly with the gray hair, one would think you're going to look older. But in fact, I've had so many compliments since doing that. People tell me my skin looks better. All of a sudden, they're noticing I have light-colored eyes. Um, yeah, some guys say they love it. So, you know, reactions. But I would imagine I don't hear all of the reactions from everybody. <laughs> so how, can you describe, because we're not on video, can you describe
1: a little bit about what your hair looks like now? Where are you in the process?
0: So let me describe first how how I started a year ago and where I'm at today. A year ago my hairdresser and I decided we were gonna go on this journey together and he decided the best way to do it, since I have dark hair, is to lighten all of my hair quite a few shades in order for the grey not to have as stark a contrast when it started to come in. So he actually spent the first probably three or four months lightening my hair. Once it was lightened to a large degree, almost not blonde, but much lighter than my dark hair, that's when he finally said, okay, now's the time, we're just letting it go. And inch by inch, the gray is coming in. A lot of people think it's this ombre, you know, very expensive (laughs) bellage thing, but it isn't. It's just my gray hair coming in. I'm about a third of the way down and there's a lot of silver and there's patches of dark. And then the rest of it is that lighter blonde color that is eventually being cut out. So should be another couple months and I'll be there. But uh, I'm liking it. Who knows? I'm I'm still open to whatever happens.
1: So I'm just reminded of one story that you told me about a little sign that you made. Can you share yes. that? That was awesome. So
0: at the beginning of this journey, I was extremely self-conscious about the hair growing in. And for for a long time, I would have hats in the car, and I would, whatever I was wearing, I would choose the hat that worked, and I would wear that to meetings and and to places I was going, because I was not used to it. Finally, I decided it was time to stop wearing the hats, and I went to a party, and I just knew people would be asking me about it, because it was apparent at that point that I was growing my hair and so I made a sign in the shape of a white arrow, and on it, the arrow said yes, I've stopped dyeing my hair. The reasons are, one, it's toxic. B, it's expensive. C, I want to give it a try. You know, and I can always change my mind. That's exactly what the arrow said. And it did stimulate a lot of conversation.
1: Oh, my God, I love that story. And the thing is that you can change your mind. It's just hair. And one of the things I've had this conversation with uh, parents, you know, of course, we have conversations. And with all these ideas of things that our kids want to do. And, you know, when a hair topic comes up, it's so much different than so many other things they could want to do. It's a tiny little risk because it'll grow back and you can always recover it, recolor it. So it's just, you're right, it's such an easy thing to experiment with. It's not that expensive and it's totally in your
0: control. I've got to say one of the most interesting things about doing this has been the people that I meet just out and about every day who want to talk to me about my hair. Example, this morning I was at the gym. So at the gym, my hair is in a ponytail, so even more of the gray shows because it's all up. And a woman I haven't seen there for a while came up to me and she says, Are you doing what I think you're doing? I said, yes, I am. She said, I got to tell you, you're brave. A lot of people use that word when they talk about it. You're brave. And I guess that's because society doesn't really tell us it's okay to be gray and to be natural. And you know what? It is okay. And I meet women, other women, and you look at each other if they're doing it. And now I notice a lot more women are doing it. (laughs) Two of my sisters have started doing it. And they're weaving in groovy colors at the bottom, and, you know, it's fun. Why not? That's so interesting that you picked
1: up on Brave. And it's really a reminder that what people make it mean, what they make youth looking young, doing something that's different, connecting with who they are at the age that they are, that stuff really weighs heavily as we do navigate um you know, through midlife. So now that you are a little bit into this, you've been doing it for about a year, and you used to be just like you always felt like you had to do it, and it was on such a timeline. How often were you coloring your hair?
0: I, If I was able to go three and a half weeks, that was a long time. Sometimes I'd even have to do a root touch-up in between, I swear.
1: Oh my god, so now... I wonder, are you feeling more freedom when it
0: comes to your hair and visits to the stylist? So it's interesting you should ask that. The answer is yes and no. And the reason I say no is because I do have to go to the stylist. In fact, I'm going every week to get my hair done. And the reason is, is that I have found out that once you have your hair, the texture of the hair actually changes without the dye. And it's coarser, um, and I have a lot of hair. So for it to look good, I really need it to be, like, blown out or, and or flat ironed for it to look at its top, top. So I have been doing that, and it looks great when it's done. Another change is that I've had to start wearing lipstick. I never used, I'm not wearing it now, Susie, because we're in a closet.
1: (laughs) We are in the closet. (laughs) I never
0: really wore lipstick. And now I wear makeup more. I sort of am more conscious because there's no color there. I wear lipstick a lot more and people notice.
1: That is fascinating. And yeah, that's a benefit of being in the closet. (laughs) 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 So have you discovered, um, because you, you mentioned that your skin tone looks a little different now, did you get a consult with the lipstick? Are you trying different colors or did you just go back to your the one you loved?
0: I just went back to the one I loved.
1: Ooh, I'd love for you to go get a consult with your new look. Okay. <laughs> you know, it is so different with gray hair and um, women because with men, it's a whole different ballgame. I mean, I think men are super attractive with gray hair and they don't seem to be really that focused on coloring it. I think I have one friend who colors his hair, but
0: I don't know. Men aren't doing it. You know, I look at, like, Anderson Cooper. I mean, how hot is that guy? He's so cute. He is so cute. White hair, love it. But women, it's really hard because we're pushing against the norms that are out there. We are. We have been told by society, ads, all the companies, that we're supposed to look and try to look a certain way for as long as we possibly can. And... And we've bought into it. I bought into it. So I'm pushing back and we'll see where where we go.
1: Yeah, and I was just thinking too that you are spending time at the stylist, but the toxins are not involved That's in the right. haircut.
0: And the cost is nowhere near the same.
1: Have you done a little calculation where you've added up what mm. you're saving?
0: No, I haven't.
1: <laughs> I think that would be great because I think you'd be pretty surprised. So you said that when you started it, you really had to come up with a plan with your hairdresser. And what else were, did you do to kind of prepare for the change? So you made a sign. That was great. And you had a plan with the hairdresser.
0: Well, and I, I wore hats mm-hmm. until I was comfortable with it. There was an emotional aspect to showing my gray, if you know what I mean, emotional, yeah. in that I was showing myself, this is what I'm doing. Right. That was hard to actually do. So that's why I sort of weaned myself into it with the hats and then slowly the hats came off you know uh, but it was hard putting new pictures to online dating that I had to do that because I can't show up looking different than my profile shots so I had to I had to put myself I had to out myself
1: it was so interesting I you know that just reminded me of your kids So as a woman in the middle, we've got kids with opinions, and I'm just wondering what your boys had to say about this.
0: You know, my boys don't have a lot to say on a lot of topics, but they (laughs) said it's okay. They said it's cool, mom, it's cool. That's amazing.
1: So I know that you've really struck a chord with the women in the middle right now who are listening. So many of us have really started to question things that we do on autopilot at this age. So when it comes to gray hair, what advice would you give other women in the middle out there who are in a midlife funk? And just in general, not just gray hair, but just when you find yourself ruminating on whether or not you should do
0: something scary, what's your advice? Well, but my big motto is if not now, when? That's what I say. If you've ever had somebody pass away at a young age that you know or know of, that'll get you going. If not now, when? And the hair thing, It's easy. Give it a try. If you really think about it, talk to your stylist about how you're going to do it and then go for it. You can always change your mind. That is the best
1: news about hair. You really can always change your mind. Perry, thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. Letting yourself go gray is one of those midlife topics that we need to be talking about more. I love, now I have this image of my mind of you like winking to these other women, like in the grocery line, <laughs> things like that. It's so easy to let our thoughts get in the way of doing something that we really want to do, that it's too scary or that it's going to mean something that it really won't mean. We
0: really, really appreciate your insights. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me, Susie. Love your show.
1: That's it for this episode. The whole gray hair thing is something so many of us are talking about. I hope you enjoyed taking a closer look at all of it. If you're frustrated and want some help yourself, you've come to the right place. As you may know, I help amazing women like you get excited about your life again. If you're stuck and not that happy about where you're at in your career or in another part of your life, it just might be time for you to focus on making that change that you've been thinking about. I offer a free 20 minute insight call and would love to hop on the phone and connect. If you're ready to get clear, get excited, and get going, Let's talk. Life is too short to waste time in a frustrated, negative spin. You're not alone either. (laughs) That's for sure. Just go to susyrosenstein.com, hover over the About tab, and you'll see Free Session in the drop-down menu. Click there, and you can book straight into my calendar. It is super easy, and I can't wait to talk to you. Let's do this, ladies, one scary change at a time. Thanks so much for listening.